And now, The Federal Drive with Tom Temin. Hello, and thanks for joining us on this Thursday, July 15th, 2021, seven minutes past the hour. I'm Tom Temin. Our producers are Eric White and Peter Masurlian, our digital editors Amelia Brust and David Thornton. Coming up in this hour of The Federal Drive, what it takes to keep the federal technology transfer machinery going as we wind up our series. Plus, the government publishing office is out early with a whole new post-pandemic work policy. You're going to want to hear this one. Those stories and much more ahead during this hour of The Federal Drive. But first... 3D printing is helping the Defense Department manufacture body armor, vehicle parts, and other important stuff. But now the DOD Inspector General has revealed holes in the cybersecurity of the military's 3D printers. For what it all means, Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday spoke with the Business Systems Manager at America Makes, the National Additive Manufacturing Innovation Institute, Joe Veronese. Quite honestly, you get through the first few paragraphs and uh, you kind of want to say, well, yeah, we knew this. And we see that um, specifically on some programs that I'm intimately involved with, you know, with the Army and the Air Force and also DLA. We saw that they were treating additive manufacturing machines the same way they treat machine tools, essentially dumb machines on the floor. You look at some of the more advanced additive manufacturing machines and they'll have three or four onboard computers. Now, in the supply chain, especially in the small to medium space, the firmware and updating those items is tough because the update takes time away from build process. And when the machine's not building, it's not making money. And there is always the potential that a a firmware update crashes your machine. Uh, We've seen in the small to medium space, they've been down a month till a tech can get there and clean the machine up to a point where it can operate. So that is a real problem. And I the, the small to medium supply chain really does not update firmware because of those reasons. The DOD, I think they were doing it out of, and this is not a derogatory term in any way, but they were doing it out of ignorance. And a lot of times the, the DOD networks claim you know a higher position, a higher cybersecurity posture because they tend to isolate the machines off their business network, and therefore they cannot touch the outside world. The DOD feels relatively safe with that posture. The piece that they're missing is the updates still need to be done on a regular cadence to protect the machine. They need to make sure they're closing ports on those machines, whether they be IO ports, whether they be USB ports, USB-Cs, USB-As. Any of those uh, you know, potential entry points are attack vectors and need to be secured. America Makes and NCDMM as a whole is working with uh, various portions of the DOD to do that very thing, to find better ways to secure the data, and specifically an additive, because additive is a digital process by nature, much more so than every other traditional manufacturing. So, uh, you know, we are shining a light on that now. And if you don't secure those machines, as that audit reports uh, put out, one, you make the data available to a bad actor. Two, you make the data compromisable by a bad actor. Uh, a flaw could be introduced. And the thing with additive is you can bury a flaw under 17 layers of stuff and never see it until it fails. 
So you have to be able to understand and have confidence in the file that is being printed. You mentioned how more than any traditional manufacturing, obviously additive is kind of based in digital, but a lot of what you're describing reminds me of the conversations about securing just any sort of modern manufacturing for are, are there differences with additive that, that folks really need to focus on here? I wouldn't say there are differences. I would just say it's there are more layers when it comes to additive simply because of its digital nature. Everything you do to secure your additive space will absolutely help a traditional manufacturing space. We work in a lot of additive hybrid shops, essentially. They have additive machines, but additive machines don't make parts. Post-processing makes parts. Post-processing turns what comes out of an additive machine and makes it a part. But post-processing really is traditional manufacturing techniques. It's sanding, it's grinding, it's cutting, it's smoothing. What would happen if you, you have a completely connected factory floor? And we've seen this where you've got you know five additive machines making parts, parts comes off of those machines and they go over to a grinding wheel to grind off the supports. So you put the part in a jig, you put it up against the grinder, you hit go. Grinder knows it needs to rotate these directions at these time frames and, and to get the part sanded correctly or ground correctly. What if you could tell that logic controller to spend you know five extra seconds in this weak corner of a fuel nozzle? Wow, you've just introduced a flaw in a traditional manufacturing process. The part was originally advanced manufacturing, additive manufacturing. And then when that part goes into that helicopter, it has a you know 70% more expectation of failure. So it's, it's not just additive. It's making sure the entire environment is secure. Do you think, even though we have all these sort of nightmare scenarios that are very possible out there, that people still just aren't going to take it seriously because it hasn't happened yet? I'll correct you by saying it has happened. The difference is all the cyber attacks and all the cyber breaches you hear about affect people and companies directly with very specific reporting requirements. If a part or a production line is compromised, there's no person and there's no trigger of a reporting mechanism. So they're not required to report so you don't hear about it. There's nobody on the planet that's going to self-air their dirty laundry. So this is happening all the time. 80% of the problems or issues that come out are caused by or are entered through a person, either a disgruntled employee, a compromised password, something of that nature. That's the entry point of first opportunity right now. That's a difficult hole to fill because you're trying to teach people who used to hit monitors with sticks uh, to, to now be conscious of cybersecurity, making people believe this is something important. You know, I don't stand inside the yellow tape around this big machine because I could lose a finger. Well, you know what? I don't share my password or put my password on a little sticky on my monitor because it could be compromised. It needs to be that, you know, innate. That's how we think. Uh, And until that is, you know, really accepted that way, we're going to continue to have problems. We're going to continue to build higher walls, thicker walls for people to get through, makes access harder and harder and harder. But remember, there's a, there's a needle that balances between security and accessibility. You really want to balance it in the middle. You get too secure and accessibility suffers. Pickup availability and security suffers. You want to balance that. 
Um, and that needle right now is just bouncing back and forth um, in most environments. Joe Veronese, Business Systems Manager at America Makes, the National Additive Manufacturing Innovation Institute, speaking with Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday. Check out Justin's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Still to come, the government publishing office is out early with a whole new post-pandemic work policy. This is The Federal Drive with Tom Temin, here on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.